In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our sermon text is our epistle reading from 1 John. May the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, be pleasing in your sight, O Lord. Amen. Charles and David were brothers and good friends. They're about a year apart in age, did many things together. When they could, they played football and baseball on the same team. They enjoyed racing together. Charles was really good at woodwork. His brother was good at painting and finishing things, and they'd often work together to accomplish some tasks. The last thing they worked on together was a large dresser. After this, Charles had started working on a decorative cedar chest. When David made this offhand comment while they were working, I'm glad you're not as mean as you used to be. Charles was taken aback. Charles thought, if anything, it was David who'd been mean. He remembered the time David pranked him in front of the whole football team at practice, or how David had incessantly teased him about the way he ran his laps. From that moment, a chasm opened between David and Charles, because this was just the beginning of the list. How could they have fellowship or communion between the two of them if his brother viewed him so negatively. He had never brought up these matters before. And even if it was partially true, he had more reasons, greater reasons to be upset with David. I mean, if David wasn't going to recognize his own failures along the same lines, if he wasn't going to confess how he wronged him, how could he move past David's accusation against him? No, there was no moving forward here if David was going to complain against him when he had done far worse. There was no fellowship between these two, not when sin was being ignored or not recognized. This, of course, is how sin works. It divides us from each other. It, it drives a wedge between us and those around us. Ignoring it only worsens the problem. And denying that there's anything wrong? Well, that's like cutting open a wound that was healing. It compounds the first insult. That's what happened when Charles finally confronted David. And David denied any involvement in the pranks and so forth. He, he said Charles was being foolish. And he ought to look in the mirror sometime. After all, it was not a big deal. Of course, David was lying to himself. How Charles had tricked him into giving up his prized baseball card. How he had revealed some of David's hidden failures to his friends. Well, that really bothered him. That was the beginning of his list. David tried to get over his brother's sin by pretending what he had done. Wasn't that big of a deal either. 
In the end, though, the sins against each one had festered, and the lack of acknowledging them finally overshadowed all the good that had been between the two. Their relationship was shattered and destroyed at that point. They, they no longer walked together. This is the danger we also face. It's the danger St. John is warning us against. He's warning us against walking in the darkness of our own sins. He's warning us against not recognizing our sin against God and against each other. He's warning us against not confessing our sins and lying to ourselves. He's warning us against ignoring our sins or hiding them or saying that sin really isn't sin. To do such is to call God a liar, for his word calls all of us to repent. But we're often tempted to downplay our sin along with the rest of the world. The world says most sins really are not that bad. Don't make a big deal about them. You're making them worse by vilifying the person or the sin. Who's really being harmed by this? That's how the world wants us to regard sin. Our flesh is no better, for its solution is to hide our sin or to find blame with others. We try to solve our sin by making it go away or by deflecting the light of truth onto someone else. Neither solves sin, for it remains to bring us guilt and cover us in shame. No, there's only one answer to sin that works, to bring that sin into the light, for it to be exposed in the light of Christ and for it to die on the cross. Then and only then can we move forward. Only after our sins die can we rise to new life. Only after our wounds have been opened up and the disease treated can we heal. Otherwise, our wounds fester in the darkness. We need the light to bring healing to our flesh. And this is what God has brought us. God the Son came into our flesh to bring this very healing, life and light to us. God sought to bring us into fellowship with Him. He wanted us to live in communion with Him, to share in His eternal life. He came and dwelt among us. His disciples touched him, saw him, and heard him. They knew God in the flesh and how he acted. Not like us, for he didn't answer evil with evil. He answered evil with goodness, with love. He acted for us. He established fellowship with us, for he shared his holiness with us. He shared his righteousness with us. And he took upon himself our sin and carried it to the cross and he put it to death. He crucified it and he raised you to new life. God has been true to his word. He has done what he said. He poured out forgiveness upon you and for you in baptism. He has promised you eternal life. And he's given it to you. He's taken away your sin. This is the new fellowship 
He created with you to replace the fellowship that we destroyed in the garden. Through His blood shed, He has established this new communion, this new fellowship. This is why we come before Him confessing our sins. It's why we admit our failures. It's why we lay open our wrongs. It's why when we've sinned, we, well, tell our spouse, I'm sorry, I've sinned against you. This is why we seek forgiveness from each other. For we no longer walk in the sin of darkness that separates us and divides us. We have once walked that way, but no longer. For Christ has delivered you and me out of the darkness of our sins. We've come out not only to have fellowship with God, but with each other. For Christ forgives us so that we can move on forward together. His forgiveness enables me to let go of my guilt and shame and also to let go of the sin of my neighbor against me. His forgiveness gives you life with him and with those around you. His blood cleanses both of you of your sins and brings you to walk in his light. But this is the difference that the resurrection makes. Because confessing our sins isn't easy. It's almost like dying to admit that we were wrong. But to know that I have a resurrection, that I have life on the other side, that my Lord is going to raise me to new life, then I can face that death. I can confess my sins. Because I know Christ also raises me to new life. So we no longer need to hide our sins, ignore them, or pretend they really aren't sin. We can openly confess our sin to our Lord. And He forgives us. Oh, We can walk with Him in the light and also with each other. For we are sinners redeemed, cleansed, and forgiven by the same blood. Jesus has been the sin offering for the whole world. And in Him, we find new life and resurrection. In Him, we find forgiveness given to us for our sins and given to us that we might share it with those who have sinned against us so that we all might walk in the light and no longer in the darkness. But there are times where we will fail to walk in the light and St. John offers us some hope and counsel For Christ Jesus, our resurrected Lord, he said, is looking out for us, pleading with the Father for us. He's at the side of the Father, advocating for us even now. He speaks on our behalf, saying, Forgive them, Father, for I have died to cover their sins. My righteousness is now theirs. They're part of my people. They are in fellowship with me. They have been cleansed by my blood through baptism and raised to new life. And so you stand forgiven, covered by Christ's blood and his word, spoken on your behalf 
and truly with Christ, raised to new life. Now the peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. Lord, make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.